the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are going to look at the most powerful muscle in the body next on Times of Refreshing. So if I was to ask you what the strongest muscle in your body is, what would you say? Probably your leg muscle, right? Well, actually, we'll find out today that it's in your mouth. It's your tongue. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman from The Well here in Livermore, California. Today, we're back in James looking at chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. The message is simply entitled, Lord, Heal My Mouth. We're going to learn just how powerful that tongue really is. It can build up or destroy. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's Times of Refreshing. This chapter is so awesome because it gives us a glimpse of what God really is looking for and the expectation for the believer when it comes to our speech. Look what he says here in verse 1. And we're going to read down the verse 12 and then we're going to break these verses down. It says, my brother, and let, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many, way, in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect, that word in the Greek means mature. You have become of age. You've grown up. You are a perfect man, able also, he says, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed. We put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father. And with it we curse men. Who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs. Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. 
Somebody say, ouch. And so the Apostle James is clear here that there is a distinction and there is a process. And there has to be an understanding that our mouths can be dangerous. Our mouths can be dangerous. Our mouths can heal, but our our mouths also can hurt. They can cut. And so for us, we want to be individuals that God, like I said, gets a hold of our hearts. It changes our mouths. And then God is able to use us in a way to bring healing to a land. Now, doesn't mean that out of your mouth there's not going to be tough things that you have to say to people. That's also a part of the healing process. That doesn't mean that sometimes you might have to say things that are abrasive. Read your Bible and read the Gospels. Jesus said things that I, I wouldn't even say. I mean, he called one lady, he basically said one lady was a dog. It's not meat to give the children's bread to the dogs. The lady wasn't tripping. She said, you know what? Well, even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She didn't get offended. Can I have an amen? She understood. I'm going to get something from you. (laughs) Even if it's crumbs, I want to be healed. So what I'm saying is there are things that sometimes you have to say things that are sharp, that are pointed, that are to the point. And that also is a good thing. But there should be a, a sanctity about your, your speech and my speech that is clear with everyone. And it comes from God allowing God to get into our hearts. So James, he says this. He says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Teaching the word of God comes with great responsibility. And so there's a stricter judgment for me in this position. As a preacher of the gospel who has been called by God, who has been ordained by God, who has been anointed by God to do this. It is a blessing, but make no mistake about it. I want you guys to know, I don't play around with this stuff. And no teacher and any preacher in this church, don't play around with the word of God. This is serious. We're going to have to stand before Jesus Christ and he's going to ask us about our teaching He's going to ask us about what we said and if we misrepresented him through the word of God. So teaching isn't something that, you know, oh, yay, I want to do it. It's no, 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 this is here. You better know you're called. Can I have an amen? And trained and equipped and anointed and prepared to do this. This isn't something that just looks like it's fun to be up there talking to people. No, it's not. Not all the time. It's not all the time. It's stricter judgment. And then when you're teaching, some people are listening to you and some people, they're looking at you crazy. Some people like what you have to say. Some people don't like what you have to say. Some people say amen. Then they walk outside. What was that bald head guy talking about? He don't know what he's talking about. I mean, you just go through all kinds of stuff as a teacher. Understand that there's, there's, but ultimately you're going to have to, and I'm going to have to stand before the ultimate judge. And so teaching isn't something that we just mess around with. And Apostle James is communicating this, that your speech matters to God. What you have to say matters to God. And then he goes on to verse 2. He says, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a mature man able to bridle his whole body. I love this. It's a sign of maturity when you can control your mouth. You're coming to a place, he uses the word, The Greek, this Greek word, it means to mature, it means to grow up, to grow up. 
The more mature you become in God, the less you feel like you have to prove yourself by always talking. Can I have an amen, y'all? Sometimes your silence is more powerful than the words you speak. Jesus is sitting there, and he has just been arrested. Peter has denied him. Jesus knows that Peter has denied him and told Peter that he was going to deny him. Far be it from me, Lord, I'll never deny you. They take Jesus. Peter denies Jesus. Jesus just turns and looks at him. Doesn't say a word. Sometimes that stare says more than a thousand words. Can I have an amen, y'all? But the more you grow up, the more you mature, the more you realize it's not in the abundance of speech that, uh, that I'm going to be impressive to people. Although my, my speech, it needs to be right, we learn in maturity that we don't always have to blurt stuff out. We don't have to have the last word. We don't have to be the one that says, you know, that sounds the deepest on our job. We're not the ones that have to, so we, we don't, we're not in this competition. And so for us, I love what he says here. He says, the person that is able to tame his, or the person that is able to, uh, to handle his word and not stumble in his word, this person is a person that now, once you get a hold of your words, you can start getting a hold of your body. Sometimes what happens to us is we talk ourselves out of God's purpose. We talk ourselves out of God's place. We talk ourselves out of being great in the sight of God. We talk ourselves out of achieving God's purpose for our lives. Some of it is rooted in our insecurities, our fears. Our, we allow doubt to creep in. We, we worry. We stress over stuff. And, we go, and then once that stuff starts getting to our heart, then it starts coming out of our mouth. I can't do it. I quit. I don't like this person. And I, I, I'm, just, I'm just no good. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting ready to get another divorce. I'll never get a good job. I'll never make it. I just don't think I can achieve anything. My mom is broke. My dad's broke. Everybody in the family's broke. I'm going to be broke, too. I just don't see myself achieving anything in life. Why did the Lord send you into my life? Why did we have these kids? See, this is your fault. We start going through this talk, self-talk, that is ungodly and it is unhealthy. And just because you feel a certain way at that moment, it doesn't mean that you're feeling right. And it doesn't mean that you need to speak on that. That's one of the, well, you just got to talk about how you feel. Nope. Because sometimes your feelings will lie to you. Sometimes your feelings will lie to you. Oh, they hate me over there. No, they don't. The devil wants you to think they hate you so that you won't get close to them because God wants to use them in your life to help you get out of your situation. Can I have an amen this morning? Can I preach it this morning? Can I talk about this this morning? And what happens is I'm not saying that our feelings are legitimate, but not everything you feel is legitimate. 
And so for us, we have to learn how to manage that. Well, our hearts being cleaned up is going to help us so that our language changes. And now we start to feast on words that are positive and that help us to go in the right direction. Now, we're going to be honest with ourselves. Honesty with understanding. Just because you're at a certain place doesn't... We have to couple that with God taking us to another place. And so for us, we have to get this in our minds that God wants us to grow up. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to grow up. The way that we're going to grow up is allowing God to change our heart so that he can change our speech. When you start listening to, when you start listening to, to words and things that are coming out of your mouth, it'll help you and I to do a better job of managing them. We start listening to ourselves speak. Man, man, what am I telling myself? What am I saying to myself? Now, it doesn't mean that you lie to yourself, but it does mean that all of us here, we have to stop and say, you know what? I need to start. I need to change the way I'm speaking over my life. I need to change the way I'm speaking over my kids. I need to change the way I'm speaking over my, over my friends. I need to change the way I'm speaking over my situation. I'm not going to be broke the rest of my life. I am going to, God is going to bless me. Now, I need to make some changes. I need to get some things in line. Then I know where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I am broke now, but I won't be because I'm going to keep on working this thing and let God's principles. I'm going to apply God's principles, start working his system, and God's going to do some things in my life that's going to shock some of y'all. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen, y'all? We got to change our voices. We got to change. We sit there and we talk. And then while we're talking death of ourselves, the devil is saying, oh, yeah, go ahead and die. The devil, he wants you to start talking like that. But maturity, maturity helps us to get to a place where now our whole body starts going in the right direction because we've got a hold of our mouths. Look what he says here. He says here in verse 3. He says, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that, we, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, he says, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. He says this. And so we have to see that though our mouths are a small member, they have great impacts. Your mouth matters. What you say matters. What you say is important. What you're saying to your kids is important. What you're saying over yourself is important. What you're saying over your marriage is important. What you're saying on your job is important. What you're saying in the house of God is important. What you're saying at serving ministry is important. All of it is important. The little thing has a great impact. This is what he's saying. So ah, nobody cares I said that. Yeah, they do. And God is listening. God is listening. And so for us, we want to be the kind of individuals that are constantly aware of our speech. Now, watch this, y'all. I'm talking about not only just your speech as you're talking, but your speech as you're writing. Because some of us, we cold on Facebook. Mm, check that out. Can I have an amen, y'all? Because, hey, we may not say it with our vocal cords, but we're saying it. And 66 characters. 
You, some people in this room, you know how to type on your phone with your eyes closed. Some in the room, you are, you are Facebook stalkers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. Mm-hmm. Facebook stalkers. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm going to say this when they say that. This is going to be crazy. Let me see if I can get this thing trending. But we don't realize that those words matter also. And it may seem little. It may seem little, but it has a powerful effect. And God is watching because even what we're writing is coming from a position in our heart that may not be necessarily right. And we, but we have to see the impact of this. We have to see it. Let me say this to y'all. Even I have a Twitter account. I have people on Twitter. When I'm releasing tweets on my Twitter account, I am literally, I'm thoughtful and very prayerful about everything I say. I will sit back and think about it for a minute. I don't quick tweet. Because you know why? Now watch this, y'all. Number one, I know that I, don't, I, I represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, I represent my family. I don't want to say something stupid on there. My, man, your dad crazy, dog. I don't want to do anything to embarrass God and my family. I'm the pastor, the senior pastor of this church. I don't want to do anything to embarrass y'all. I'm thinking about you guys when I tweet. I don't want to say nothing. These people are looking to me to do what's right. They're, they're giving their tithes and their offering to this church and being a blessing here at this church. I don't want to say something dumb on here. Now, I might tweet some stuff about the Raiders. Y'all going to have to just live with that, some of you 49er fans. Because God is in that. <laughs> Now, you 49ers fans, we're praying for y'all, though. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. (laughs) I love it. But what happens is you have to see yourself as a representative of God, your family. You're not just living for yourself. So when the Apostle Paul, when Apostle James is talking about the, the tongue being a little member, our mouths are instruments, but your hands are also instruments because it's an expression. You're releasing a message. And we want to be sensitive about that. And let me say this. Stop going on. You, are, you represent the kingdom of God. You don't have to fight Every single political wave. You don't have to fight everything. Everything that goes on political, you don't have to be right in the front fighting everybody. Like, my goodness. Don't, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. God, if my people who are called by my name will to humble themselves, seek my face, pray, Turn from their wicked ways. 
God said that he would hear from heaven and he would heal our what? He said he would heal our land. Doesn't mean that we don't vote. Doesn't mean that we don't stand up against unrighteousness and different things like that. But we have to understand where our true power is at. And your words matter to God. Can I have an amen, y'all? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him amen. amen. And so he says here, it's little, but it has great power. He says in verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members, our body, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. So what happens is the devil is looking for opportunity through your words to get you and I to become an agent for him. He wants you and I to become an agent for him. Now watch how subtle this is. Jesus has been predestined, predetermined that Jesus Christ would go to the cross and die for humanity. The devil knows that. He knew that. That's why he tried to kill Jesus when he was an infant. Try to kill him. Daniel talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah talked about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way back back in the book of Genesis. Talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. About how, how redemption was already set in motion. So the serpent knew that his head was going to get busted. So he knows. But now the time is set. Jesus comes on the scene. And it's determined. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and some people understood it. Some people did not. The devil knew. Jesus is getting ready to come to the cross, and he tells his disciples, I'm getting ready to go to the cross. I'm getting ready to die. Peter, far be it from you, Lord. You're not going to die. He tells him, he basically tells him that he's not going to die. He tells him something that is totally contrary to God's will. Jesus looks at his buddy, somebody he loved passionately, somebody that he was getting ready to lay down his life for. He looks at Peter and he says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to God. You savor the things that be of man and not the things that be of God. So he understood in that moment, no matter how sincere Peter was, that the devil was using his mouth. To try to subvert the, the will and plan of God. And he was able to discern it. And so for us, it's the same thing. We have to see that our mouths can be used for good, can also be used for bad. And just because somebody has the right intentions and, and motivation and a heart towards you, doesn't mean that they're necessarily, necessarily saying something that reflects God's will for you. Because sometimes the road that God has you to go down is a little bit rocky. And people start, well, you shouldn't go there. It's, it's, it's going to be rough. No, this is where God wants me to go. I'm going to get through it. I'll be fine. And that also is a part of maturity and us understanding how little, little a fire is kindled, even though it starts off little. But it's, it's set aflame and it begins to rage because of the influence of hell. The devil, just think if the devil would have got Jesus to listen to Peter and not go to the cross. He tried to. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. This is my buddy, but you just used his mouth. 
I'll never forget one time I was praying. I was in my, I was, I was at with my family members and I was praying. And as we were praying, I was just telling somebody a story this week. I was praying. And as we were praying, Lord, bless this food. One of my family members said, why don't you hurry up? Enough already. And I looked up. I said, I see you, devil. You don't like this prayer. But I never forgot that. Sometimes you're listening to the person, you're not listening to the person. Because hell has got got a grip on them. Is this too heavy, y'all? Sometimes you're talking to somebody and it's the devil. It's it's not just them. And we have to be sensitive about that. Understand you're dealing with something greater. Doesn't mean you hate the person. I I prayed and kept kept it moving. I said, okay, I'm still going to pray in the name of Jesus. Bless this food, you know. And then, hey, let's, let's eat. But I see you. The devil just got your mouth. Well, the Apostle James is trying to help us to understand that, the, that hell is involved in trying to get our mouths to become defiled and dirty. So he can use them to push us in a direction that's contrary to God's will. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.